Owen, welcome back to my show, Talk Anything with Cass. And I gotta say, thank you guys so much for holding on for my little break that I had going on. And uh, lifey gets lifey, you know what I mean? So um, today I've got a guest who is a new friend of mine and I'm so excited to be able to get a little one-on-one time with him today and I would like you all to welcome my new friend Bleak Season to my show. He is a streamer on Twitch that does some really fun D&D, other TTRPG fun stuff Um, and uh, I would like to say hello. Hi Bleak! Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you today? I am all right. I'm not quite sure exactly uh, what time of day it is at this point. Um, I went out <laughs> last night. I uh, went to see a show, and now um, this morning I'm a little, uh, you know, <clears throat> frazzled, as they say. So, uh, But uh, super happy to be here. Uh, super glad to have met you and to uh, get to chat with you. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I love sitting and watching you guys on Twitch and stuff. It's just, you're so entertaining. (laughs) You are entertaining. Like, I I think you're like, you know, 60% of our chat action is... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like to make sure you guys know that, like, there's people actually watching, you know, instead of, like, you have, like, all these people I see that are viewing but not really saying anything and I'm like come on guys let's get this shit like chatted <laughs> yeah that's, that's definitely a, I when I'm GMing I don't see the chat a lot I tend to really sure. hyper focus um, on the GMing and uh, it's only like when I know that uh, the players are now settling down to like a little RP that I go and kind of check sort of what's going on usually I have to scroll back like 15 minutes worth of chat but um it sure. is definitely uh, very encouraging, a lot of fun to see people interacting and whatnot, and even if it's just like, you know, reacting to something that's been said. So uh, thank sure. you very much. It's, it's definitely uh, uh, encouraging to see that. So uh, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it because uh, it's kind of nice to be able to like actually interact with the people that you're like listening to and watching too because like like even when I'm doing like my Twitch videos even though it's just my friends that pretty much watch it yeah. like it's just kind of fun to have like the reactions and stuff so I get well, it that's kind of how we see it too right like we, we see we see the same names all the time like we're not big we're not very big but you know we'll get whatever 20 30 people on a good night and we a lot of the names are people that we recognize that we know that hang out in our discord and whatnot so you know it's mm-hmm. sort of like saying even if it's just my friends showing up but it's the same thing with us we, we sort of consider that these are our friends and it's nice to uh to see them and i mean that's kind of the point of doing it online right i mean otherwise mm-hmm. we could just be uh playing in our own basements or you know playing yeah. uh, off screen so it's yeah, nice to have-, have to like try to get a group together and like try to be that person where you're like hey do you play D? oh no okay <laughs> hey do you play D? no oh, okay all right cool. it's gotten a lot easier <laughs> it's gotten a lot easier to just randomly meet people who uh, mm-hmm. who play or are interested in it like uh, i've been playing uh TTRPGs since i was 16 so that's like yes. 30 years ago yeah yeah i probably have a few years on you though we're close <laughs> um and there was a time when um my 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 current partner when i met her i guess about nine years ago now Mm -hmm. it took like um 
I don't know, almost three months before I told her I was into TTRPGs and I had a game every other Sunday. And so every other Sunday I was just like, oh yeah, I'm not available to hang out. And she was really starting to like wonder what the hell was going on. You know, maybe if I was part of some sect or something. And finally my my friends in my group were like, dude, you got to tell her, you got to tell her. And so finally one day I was like, I got there's something I got to tell you. And she was like, oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Well, sort of, yeah. And then I pulled out the D&D book and she was like, really? That that that's what you've been hiding from me so <laughs> i was like yeah but you know there's there's been people before that didn't react that well to it and so but now it's it's sort of more socially acceptable so yeah it really is these days it's kind of funny like um i when i started it was like i think the last time i played it was 3.5 edition you know so it's been mm. a while and then like i was listening to a couple of podcasts like i had just gotten into podcasts um because my job had changed. I was a chef for 22 years. And then with a whole bunch of strange turn of events, I ended up in Oregon from South Dakota from, and this is actually the 10th state I've lived in. So like, I used to live all over the place, just like working with master chefs and just kind of learning from other chefs here and there, you know, like I spent a good portion of my time in Las Vegas and um, was an executive pastry chef all over the place. And so like I had all of this new crazy things and then it just went to like now I'm building RVs and so wow. uh, I have like a thing <laughs> that now a left turn? Yeah, well, that never took a left turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm it's still kind of thinking about it like I'm like I'm still building stuff it's just I'm building stuff with wood instead of with food. Mm. <laughs> um, cuz essentially it's the same thing as restaurants because it's all production you know what i mean yeah so, um but it, uh so now it's to the point where like i have like earbuds that i listen to don't tell anybody because they're not allowed um <laughs> but uh i'll listen to like i was listening to podcasts and stuff and i got i found that there were actually people doing podcasts with D and I'm like, what? Oh my God, this is amazing. I was so excited. And I was listening to dark dice, which is they're an amazing production company. They have mm-hmm. like, a whole bunch of like audio shows that I just am in love with, which they're actually the ones that inspired me to do my own audio shows because I have like mm-hmm. all these stories in my head and I just want to get them out. And I, I'm like, I have all these books that I started in like high school and stuff and everything. So I'm like, I want to do this. And I want to do that and luckily enough i have two friends that are like totally into rping and so it's like okay cool well i had this idea to like role play with each other turn it into a script and then turn it into an audio show cool perfect let's do this and so uh, uh, there we go we have audio shows now <laughs> but um they i was in the dark dice and then one of the characters from dark dice rowena she has her own show as well called The Lucky Die and mm. so I ended up becoming one of their Patreons and then um, joining their Discord and then a couple of the people on the Discord were like hey do you want to start a podcast and I'm like sure <laughs> like <laughs> cool <laughs> and now I have like seven shows and <laughs> oh, <holy. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so much fun though. Like I've met so many great people with so much creativity, and you guys feed my creative fire, and I just love it so much. So I'm so excited to have met the whole community that has started this whole thing. It's amazing, and I'm so excited to meet you guys. Like I I hope I get to get to do something with you guys soon because oh for so sure we'll we'll totally do that. How did you stumble upon us? By the way, like I've been meaning to ask you that. Oh, uh, you um, came in with a raid at some point, I think. Eh? Yeah, the Role Players Guild. I raided with the yeah. Role Players Guild. <laughs> and you, 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 you raided and you never left. I never left. It's kind of ha what happens with me. Like, I just kind of make <laughs> myself at home anywhere I go <laughs> if I like you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll definitely do something like that. that one of our, our missions, I guess, I don't know if I'd say it's a mission, but when I... Because this channel that I'm on right now, Guild Superior... Mm -hmm. Was started by uh, Dave DM Dave, who uh, plays in GMs on the on the site also, and mm -hmm. uh, he's great. I want to see yeah, his yeah. collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always got a different one. Yeah. Um, and so it was started by him during the pandemic for him and his friends. And I only joined like last year, I guess around um, July that I joined, and we started you know kind of uh, collaborating on a lot of these things. And one of the things that we talked about was how we wanted to offer an avenue for new people who want to get into streaming want to try streaming want to try playing on stream yeah. or gm on stream to come and do it so we unfortunately don't have it right now we ran for the longest time um, a monday night show called monday night mayhem and that was short uh games like two three sessions and it was sure. you know any gm could write in and say hey, i'd like to gm or a player could say like gm pitch something and then we would get new players and put people in so it was just all about giving new people a chance to sort of get in because it is kind of hard to break into it like if you're a player and you want to get in like uh it, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of a barrier to entry uh for for a lot of people and so Absolutely. that was a big part of what we wanted to do just to give that experience and a lot of the people that we have now that are regular players um are people that came in that way that were just like kind of stumbled in and said hey uh, you know i'd like to try this out so we talked to him a little bit just to kind of get a vibe check off them, and then we did it. And there's a lot of people who um, who came into us sort of that way. And uh, we're not running it regularly now because we had a third producer, my friend Miko, um, who uh, who stepped away recently, and he was the one running Monday Night Mayhem. So that's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat. But one of the things we always talk about whenever we do a show is, you know, at the beginning of the show, and at the end is this is our Discord. If you want in, just sure. click on that, join, and so we're, you know, and we're running tons of game. Like we run at least two games a week, yeah, if not three. Yeah, so, it's great. So, you know, we're burning out a little bit, slow, <laughs> not really, but so there's, there's opportunities and, and, and we love that. And there's, I think Absolutely. something I was going to say when you were talking earlier, is that I think when you get to be a certain age, um, you don't go out as much. It's more difficult mm -hmm. to meet new people, to make new friends. Uh, people get a bit more isolated because people have kids, they have jobs, they have mm -hmm. houses, they have stuff. It makes yeah. it harder to kind of make those connections. And this, I think, doing it online like this has been a great way for us to do that, to still, you know, meet new people and hang out and have fun and, you know, be able to do it in your PJs, really, not have to oh, like, leave the house. Absolutely. Like, I could just set my phone up on, like, the shelf next to my shower and, like, I can get off work and, like, listen to you guys while I'm, like, getting at wrap of work and just, oh, yeah. And then I can, like, hop right back on and be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and no one knows. 
no one even knew. <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's been a great avenue for that. But so I'm kind of curious. Also, uh, there's something else you said. You've sort of traveled a lot and lived in different places. I, I mm -hmm. did the same um, in my late 20s. But what are some of the places that you've you've lived in? What are some of your favorite places that you've lived in? You said you lived in like 10 different states. Oh yeah. Um, so I've lived in Wyoming, South Dakota. Uh, Florida, Las Vegas, California, Mississippi. Oh. I lived in. Oh, now I live in Oregon. I lived in Washington. Um, oh my God, where else have I lived? I lived in Texas for three months. I was in this program that I got to kind of travel all over the U.S. and learn from Master Chefs, and it was like three to six months every chance that I got, and so like. That's why I got to move around so much, and so, mm -hmm. and it was all like short spurts and that kind of thing. Then I always end up going back to Vegas because that was where I really got to like really find myself. Um, because I grew up in Wyoming, mm -hmm. never really felt like I really fit in because, like, I, I didn't really fit in. The friends that I had, they were just <laughs> if, if Vegas is where you felt the most at home, yeah, I can see why yeah. you didn't fit in Wyoming. Yeah, it was just like it was a small town. Like it was fifteen hundred people. My graduating class was fifty. You know what uh, I mean? Like yeah. uh, it, it was just like you know. And then I moved to a different town in Wyoming um, for my senior year because my dad ended up getting a better job, and um, he that place was. <laughs> even worse than the town I grew up in. Wow. I could not wait to get the fuck out of there. And so then in, um, I ended up get like, I started to go into school to be like a forensic scientist. Um, I wanted to end up being in the FBI. I wanted to mm -hmm. end up becoming a federal judge. Like that was Holy. my track. <laughs> wow. And then um, with a bunch of bad decisions, I ended up pregnant at 19 and um, had a baby that didn't make it and then I kind of lost my mind and so I ended up becoming a chef instead <laughs> so you know but I feel like uh, a lot of the people that I've found especially on this uh, fun installers network that I'm on um, we uh, we find a lot of people that do like these TTRPGs like especially um, like D and D, uh, there's Ca uh, Call of Cthulhu. We play uh, Savage Worlds and Dungeon Worlds, um, and I actually created my own TTRPG, Haunted Trailer Park Wars, and it's Ooh. pretty good. One. Speaking <laughs> of which, I absolutely need to do that with you guys sometime. That would be so fucking fun. You guys would love you stuff. <laughs> my... Ollie will set you up. Like we'll totally set you up. Like a just just pitch it to us, and we'll be happy to to set someone. We're always up for trying new stuff like that. Hell yeah, it's it's so fun. I have kind of a, a running show on its like just on its own that I kind of post on this channel. Um, you can kind of check it out. You'll really like used to be cuter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my my mayor. She's my my main character. She's the Cutie. she's the. She's the Maya, and she's like, you know, she used to be like the cutest thing in high school, but now she like, she's like more of like the sofa queen instead of the, you know, the homecoming queen, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll totally do that. 
For sure. Cool. Yeah, I'll set you guys up. I'll send you like the just the character sheet set up and you can check it out. It's cool. a good time. <laughs> and uh, so out of all those places, what, what, so Vegas was the place that you liked best? Yeah. Yeah, that was that's really where the place I call home. And that's actually where me and my fiance are going to get married. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do like the whole like little white chapel on the strip and everything. I was going to say, I have a friend who uh, is uh, an impersonator. <laughs> he does. Um, what's his name? Zagalifanakis from um, from the hangover. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, he's an ordained minister and he does weddings, but I, I think that probably having Zach Galifianakis from Hangover with the baby in front of him uh, would not be a very a very romantic sight for you to get married with. But he, that's what he does. He he walks around and he does uh, he officiates weddings as a uh, Zach Galifianakis from from the that's Hangover. Hilarious. Yeah. I was more thinking Elvis. <laughs> like, I want the tacky, like, because, like, I'm Wiccan, and, like, my family is Christian, and his family mm -hmm. is Christian, and, like, he has a lot of the same beliefs that I do, and so it's just, like, it, it's hard to want to do, like, the real wedding that I want to do, you know? So it's like, well, mm -hmm. let's compromise. I want to get married in, in Vegas because that's really where I call home. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's easier for us to be able to all meet in Vegas. It's cheaper to fly there and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Cheaper to stay there and all that jazz. So let's just do it, like, just tacky. Let's have fun with it, you know? Like, I'll still have, like, my, my black dress and... All yeah. the fun Wiccan stuff, but you know, nice. like it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun with Elvis. I want to do it. With Elvis. <laughs> the first time I went to Vegas, we uh, we got there like I don't know, seven or eight o'clock at night or something, and we went out, and literally all I really remember is at some point, someone opened the front door to the bar where we were and sunlight streamed in and i was like what the and i'm like i looked at my watch and i was like eight in the morning <laughs> and i'm like i was like what what happened what what happened it was literally like in a movie and i, I grabbed my buddy and we left and i was like it was sunlight out so it was eight in the morning i'm like how did that happen how did how is it eight in the morning that was my my very first time in vegas was <laughs> was being there and it was a at eight in the morning, I was like, "What the? F Where did yeah. time go? What happened?" You know, and we it weren't happens even. Happens very yeah. good there. He's... So I'll always remember that one. <laughs> yep, there were times where, like, because like my roommate down there, he, I had a couple of guy roommates that I had down there just because I had mostly guy roommates. It's I've always just gotten along with guys better my whole life. I grew up with my dad as a tomboy you know like that kind of thing so i just always got along better with dudes and it's kind of fitting considering i've been a chef in a male dominated field since i was 14 so you know but um well what happened with the chef thing why did you i mean if you oh, want to talk about it what did you covid oh COVID really killed my industry man <laughs> And then I ended up moving to Washington to work at a grow house with the guy that I was working for at the hotel that I was working at in Sher or South Dakota. And um, his nephew actually owns like this huge like pot farm industry and it's like like millions of dollars. It's all legal, you know, like they're in all sorts of dispensaries around there and um, he's like, you should come out here. It's good money, blah, 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 blah. And then 
um, I got there and I got essentially bullied out of my job because I was working with children. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I, I'm 38 and this was about two years ago and they put me in a room with two 21-year-olds and like a 26-year-old and the one guy kept playing just horrible rap music and then the other girl kept playing that horrible Sheryl Crow Kid Rock song like oh, on repeat man. on repeat like I'm not kidding you like 14 16 times in a row to the point that I was like okay someone kill me please <laughs> and then the one girl decided she was gonna play WAP by Cardi B like 14 times in a row and I literally felt like I needed a bath of bleach oh man after that day and then I ended up uh, like collapsing in the hallway we don't really know what happened but like I have a son just like passed out and collapsed and hit my head and had a concussion and then like the next Eat. day I went in I'm like you've got to put me in a different situation because like I don't know if it was just like my blood pressure and I like just like, passed the fuck out because the one kid just pissed me the fuck off he came out and he was like why are there not a lot of trays out here clean and blah 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 and all this shit and I was like because it's literally like 20 fucking degrees out here I'm having to do this in like ice cold water and you're wanting me to hand scrub each fucking hole of these trays and there was like 50 fucking holes on a tray wow. with a fucking baby bottle scrubber like at this point this is like fucking torture because now you're making me having to listen to Cardi B who is a vapid cunt <laughs> on repeat and now I'm like essentially not getting waterboarded but essentially getting waterboarded you know what I mean <laughs> like having to stand out here in the freezing ass cold freezing ass water you know no uh uh I'm done with this <laughs> and so my blood pressure just rose and I'm pretty sure that's what made me pass out <laughs> and then I went to my boss I was like you have three other places to put me move me like I moved 1700 miles for this job like the least you guys can fucking do is just put me in a different plant because you have three other places you can put me. And instead, they fired me. So. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. Luckily enough, my best friend lives here in Oregon. And her job needed people. And she had a place for me to stay. And my original plan was to come out here anyways. So mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. Let's do this. <laughs> so now, here I am. And then I met my fiance like, at work. And. Two weeks later, we were engaged and been engaged ever since. <laughs> there you go. So. See, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I'm not a big, uh, you know, things happen for a reason kind of guy, but sometimes things happen and they just, they just yep. end up turning out pretty good, even though you think they're gonna be, uh, they're gonna be poop. Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent on the universe. Absolutely guides you where you need to go. And uh, yeah, I was a little bitter, but at the same time, like at least I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Yeah. And, I'm actually happy with my job. Like, I get to fucking install doors and drawers and RVs all day and just, like, fuck off on my own. And, like, no one mm -hmm. really ever bothers me unless, like, someone's stupid and doesn't put a drawer in the right way. <laughs> so, it's like... <laughs> it's but awesome. I, you know, at the end of the day, I think that that's, you know, when you break it down to sort of the mechanics, like, you know, 
like you would break down the mechanics of a TTRPG game. I think the the mechanics of life are just that, like okay. trying different things and going different so places dice, and baby. trying to to make it better for yourself. You know, every time you you do a new move, kind of thing, and so mm -hmm. uh, and all those experiences are worth it too, right? All the places you've lived, all the the oh, places you've been, the jobs you've had, the people you've they're all like, they all add up and, yep. you know. I wouldn't regret anything. I mean, there's things that I would do differently, but I don't regret anything because now I'm here, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's always there's always things you do differently, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's the spice of life, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all about knowing. And then if you think about it, if you actually knew and then you think about where you are today, like, you're like, nah, you know, I'm fine. You know, uh, the PTSD will eventually subside, <laughs> but, uh, you know. And throughout all this, when did you get into uh, being a Wiccan? Uh, oh, God, since I was, like, 10. Wow. Like, no shit. Um, yeah. I was one of those kids that, like, I've read, I started reading, like, really, really young age. And so I was reading, like, full-ass novels by the time I was, like, 10. And... I was very not believing in a lot of the stuff that I was being told, especially because I had been raised in two, three different freaking religions already by the time I was eight, because I was baptized Catholic, and then I was baptized Baptist, and then I was baptized something else, and then I was like, okay, I, wow. I don't really understand why I'm being tossed around like this and so I figured I was gonna figure this shit out myself so I being the library kid that I was went to the library and I went and I read and I read and I decided I feel like this is the one for me so it's uh, a lot of things that are explained that makes a lot more sense to me so. Mm. and but that's what i feel like people should do like instead of being forced to being what you're told like go out and read stuff yeah that's exactly what i was going to say like once you get to you know look around and and see what really fits you and what what works for you that's when you can find the the best things you know and the mm -hmm. people who don't get to have those experiences and that's why we we're saying a second ago like just having been able to go different places, live different places and all that, like that just oh, shows yeah. you options, right? Oh yeah, majorly. Like, you know, if you grow up in a in a town with 1,500 people where you never get to leave it, you know, it may feel yeah. like this is, what, this is what it's all about and this is what the world is, but, you know, then you go to Vegas and you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole other experience for me because like even just from moving from... Glen Rock to Sheridan it was like um, 1500 people to like 25,000 people and even that high of a jump was like a huge culture shock for me and like the little town that I lived in like I was a cheerleader because like I wanted to be able to dance but we didn't have a dance club or anything so like alright but you know what I was fucking good ass cheerleader <laughs> like I was awesome and um then I it, like we were revered, you know, like we had the wrestlers and the football team like show up at our state competition and cheer us on like that's wow. how fucking, like awesome we were, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. when I moved to Sheridan, people were like, oh, 
You're a cheerleader? Gross. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had no idea what the hell was going on, so I was like, uh, okay, maybe this place really isn't for me. And I stuck it out, but, oh man, it was, it was bad. And it was just one of those places that, like, if you didn't grow up there, if you weren't originally from there, like, people were pretty fucking rude to you. Like, I was standing in Walmart, and I've got, you know, full sleeve tattoos, and, you know, I'm, it's summertime, so I have a tank top on, and this lady, you know, was, we were joking around at first, because, like, she was looking at something on the shelf, and she accidentally bumps into me, and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, and I was like, oh, you're fine, I go, I mean, ow, 911, like, joking around, you know, <laughs> and she's, like, sitting there talking to me about my son and stuff, and at that time, I was a single mom, and because um, my son's 11 now, but it, that's a whole another story. <laughs> but um, uh, she's talking to me about how I wouldn't be a single mom if I would stay out of jail. And I was just like, what makes you think I'm a fucking convict? You know what I mean? She's mm -hmm. like, well, all your tattoos. And I'm like, I've literally never been in jail. Like, I've never been in the back of a cop car. I this is all like my brother passed away last year at this time uh. and uh this whole half half sleeve is for him and she like you just see like her whole face drop and i'm like yeah lady like i mean we were just joking around and stuff but like don't judge people just because of what you see yeah so yeah that's definitely something that happens especially when you get like you know, like we're seeing people that haven't gone and lived and seen different things. I come mm -hmm. from a super small village in the middle of nowhere. I'm from Canada, and I'm from originally from um, the province of New Brunswick in Canada, and I'm from a village of like you know about the size, same size as uh, as the one you came from. Like you know, there's mm -hmm. about maybe thousand people in that village where I come from, in the middle of the woods. And um, sure. <clears throat> when I graduated high school and I moved here, where I am now in Montreal, which is you know one of three biggest cities in Canada. Oh, um, that's it was, awesome. I actually yeah. have a coworker that just moved from there. Ah, there you go. And uh, it was a bit of a shock at first because you're like, what the, you know, and like I always, I always remark on how where I grew up, there was only white people and just Christian people like my entire yeah. life, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, it, uh, you know, whether it's uh, people of, of, of other cultures or other races or other religions, there were just things you heard about or saw on the TV, like, exactly, and then you yeah. come to a super multicultural city and you're like, what the, you know, and then yeah. you, <laughs> you start tasting the food world. and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, yeah. you start going to like shawarma place and you're like, oh my God, it's awesome. Um, I know. And, but then you get exposed to it and you're like, wow, like, None of this is like what I was shown on television and this is those things. But unless you go out and have those experiences and meet those people and interact with those cultures and those faiths, you don't know. You just get what you've been shown, you know, on TV, which is usually not exactly. very positive, right? Um, so the ability you know. to go out and see different things and meet different people and people of different, you know, orientations and whatnot, like until you've lived it and done that, you, you can't know that what you're being shown is not very positive and so you kind of get stuck in that mentality and so yeah you see someone mm -hmm. with tattoos like i have tattoos too now um mm -hmm. and i remember uh, <laughs> my father god bless him um <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> he uh <laughs> he was uh, 
where I grew up, my mother was someone who was very, very intelligent, and she was a teacher, and she was very, uh, even though she didn't travel too, too far, she was very much a person of the world. Like, she read a lot, and she was very educated, and she knew things, and Aww. my dad was a guy who worked in the forestry industry his entire life, you know, and he was... Sure. He got a, he dropped out of school uh, in eighth grade, and he was smart, but it was a different kind of smart. Like, he was kind of a sure. worldly guy, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember two two little instances. When I was in high school, <clears throat> there was one guy who had uh, an earring. There was one guy who had an ear pierced, and, like, it was, like, the big thing. Like, oh, this guy's got an yep. earring, you know? What is that? And then... I remember uh, the, the left and right... If it's the left side, it, I can't remember if it was the left side you were gay, if it was the right side. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember what that was either. Exactly, yeah. I don't remember what side he had it on, but one day when a, my best friend at the time, <clears throat> Kevin, calls me up and he's like, hey, dude, you won't believe what I did. I just got my ear pierced. And my parents were away for the weekend and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it too. And I went and I got my ear pierced. And it was so funny because my parents came back and my mom thought it was the cutest thing ever and <laughs> so my mom like, my sister didn't have her ear spear she never got her ear spear they got they pierced her ears when she was young but she had a lot of troubles so she never had them pierced so my mom's there and she's yeah. trying all these different earrings on me you know and my dad didn't speak to me for like two weeks <laughs> and <laughs> and uh when i came back i was on tour in the united states for a while and that's when i got my first tattoos and when mm -hmm. I came back to visit my dad at Christmas, uh, and this is much later, this is when I was uh, 26, 27, 28, something like that. And I came back, and uh, I'm sitting there, and he notices my tattoos for the first time. And they're not super obvious. They're inside my forearms, both sure. of them. And so I guess mm -hmm. I was sitting there, with, and he noticed, and he's like, you got a tattoo? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he gave me that kind of, you know, well, you're stupid kind of sneer, but like yeah. not, not in a mean way, you know, it was just kind of like, and, and then he was okay. But at that point, by the time we got to that point, uh, my dad had come to visit me in Montreal often and he kind of uh, had more experiences and he himself with his job had gotten to travel and do different things. So, you know, at that point he was just like, you know, he thought it was silly, but he, he didn't at all like, so it was just that, that expansion of his mind in, in that meantime between the two, right? Uh, that allowed him to sort of just, you know, think it's silly, yeah, but okay. not, not, yeah, not be a, a pain in the ass about. It. <laughs> right. But I was uh, sixteen, and my uncle signed for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my dad was very mad. Yeah, he must. He must not have been happy. And I would torture him with it all the time. Oh man, really? <laughs> well, because at first he was like okay you guys can go do it and because i i was like it's not gonna be very big dad it's just gonna be small and he was like are you sure i'm like yeah and he's like how big I'm like just this big and i was like you know about the size of fucking half dollar you know <laughs> he was like okay and it's like literally all the way across my back wow you went hog wild <laughs> oh yeah i was like this is my first tattoo bitches i'm gonna go i'm gonna go home or go all the way, and I went all the way. <laughs> wow. No, I, I didn't. I didn't go that that far with it. My first tattoo was a weird thing too, because I never really wanted tattoos. It was just not something that, even though I grew up loving heavy metal and seeing people tattooed all the time, it was just not something that for me I had really any interest in. And um, when uh, when I was in the states at some point, a friend of mine 
had he had a friend with a tattoo shop in Texas, and he had invited oh, them to come and see us when we were in, um, I guess we were in Carolina. That's how it always starts. Exactly. <laughs> and so he'd gotten them, they, he, he brought them over to come and see him, and he'd gotten them tickets to the show, and in exchange, they, they said they were going to do three tattoos so that we could draw anyone who wanted to put their names in the hat. They would draw because he brought his tattoo artist with him, and he was like, mm -hmm. we'll draw three names in exchange for the tickets and stuff for the show, and then you'll we'll do three tattoos. And so I didn't even put my hat, my name in the hat. I was like, yeah, it's not something that's for me, really. And one night I'm sitting there and just watching TV after work, and my phone rings, and it's my buddy, and he's like, Mr. Chris. That's what he called me, Mr. Chris. He's like, Mr. Chris, <laughs> get over here. You're getting tattooed. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, and I went, and I got it. You know, it was really just like that spur of the moment. Just at that point, I was surrounded by people at tattoos all the time, and it was just mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, you know, like, and it was really just in that moment. And I went over, and we got, and we sat in this kitchen, and um, the girl did it, and uh, you know, it was fine. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I need more now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction, you know. Yeah. You get one, you got to get another one, and you know, you got then you got to get another one because you know now they got to connect and yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> I've, I've uh, held back since then, but uh, I got really lucky that the the ones I do have, I managed to get for free and through various same. different things. See, and then yeah. once you have to pay for it, and you realize, you know, it's going to cost you like four right or five bucks. <laughs> You're like, uh, you know, uh. <laughs> so I, I haven't gone back, but I, I have ideas for more. I just. Also, like, I'm almost 50 now, and I'm, you know, I'm a college teacher, and I'm like, it's just my mindset's just not there anymore from when I was, you know, yeah, mine rock and rolling. So, and uh, like, feeding the pain that was inside my brain that I didn't want to do otherwise, so it was more, it, I... I find like it's more so like the self-inflicted pain instead, but it's like a way to cope with some things. Like a lot of mine were a, a ways to cope with a lot of PTSD, and and uh, I know it sounds morbid, but like a, a way of cutting without having to have the the signs of cutting. You know what I mean? It's it's. Um, I I mean I. You know, you say it sounds morbid and whatever, and then, um, but I, I think it's perfectly normal um, mm -hmm. for people to have that that sort of need to. You need to find a way, especially when you are feeling a lot of pain inside. When there's a lot of stuff that you just can't express, like you have no either because there's no words for it, or you're not in a situation yeah. where you feel you can, or you know whatever the situation is, you need exactly. to express that, like to keep that in. And some people, like I, usually just kind of, you know, will will get angry and. <laughs> and then throw whatever is pissing me off, you know, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I get that. that pain just has to come out. One of the things, like, I listen to a lot of pretty extreme metal, and um, mm -hmm. that's my outlet. Like, same, I'll, I'll sit downstairs when I'm like really like at the point where like I've, I've had enough and I can feel that like it's gotten really strong in me and I need to kind of let it out. Um, mm -hmm. I'll sit downstairs in my den here and I'll put on, you know. Uh, for that stuff, I like black metal, so I'll put on McGlaw or Gary, yes. and I'll just sit there. And one of the things I was noticing last night, I went to see Clutch, uh, the rock band. <gasps> you got to see Clutch for the first I time in my hometown. Clutch, Clutch is oh the my fucking God. best. 
I love I, them so much. Yeah, I usually had to travel sort of everywhere to see them, but they, for the first time, yeah. really came to Montreal last night. And it was a great show. But I was. Amazing. I had to see them in Vegas like forever ago. Oh, fantastic! Um, They're amazing live. And I was I was thinking about it because I was like, rock and roll is really about the explosion, right? People are screaming, mm-hmm. people are, and the music is all about that. And I was kind of thinking on the way back about. The other thing I really like, which is black metal, and I thought black metal is all about not getting released. Black metal, the the, the music, like the blast beats and stuff, people think mm-hmm. it's about like raging and screaming, but it's not. It really just it's builds not. tension, builds, mm-hmm. builds, 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 and a lot of time it doesn't release it, which is what gives you that high because you're like so primed because you've been listening to you know 20, 30 minutes of an album, and it yep. just constantly builds that tension, mm-hmm. and it doesn't release. And I don't know if you've listened to, uh, like, Garea, for example, or me being McLeod, you had mentioned, they build a release in some of their songs. And when that release comes, like, um, my favorite album by, um, by McLeod is the, the last one, The Age of Excuse. And the mm-hmm. last song, that ending, like, it gives you that release. And so I'll sit there and I'll listen to the entire album. I just sit downstairs in my chair, put the record on, and just let it play. And just feel that feel tension that, building, yeah. building, and then with that last song, Gorilla is really good for that too. It mm-hmm. it just gives you that moment of release, and I can feel. I've been like on the edge of everything for so long, and just kind of tense on, and I can just feel all of it kind of just leaving my body. And yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend will come downstairs and be like, the "Fuck, are you doing?" Because <laughs> I'm just in the dark listening to this, right? I'm raging out. Do you that's mind? That's right. <laughs> but now she knows, right? She knows that that's what's happening. And, and then it just really, and then I literally after that, I feel like, whew, like it's come out, you know? Yeah, and, I feel that. That's yeah. where I'm at now. Like especially with my job now, like it's kind of nice that like a lot of the people that I work with all listen to metal and like. It's kind of funny, like, uh, I have to, so, I had to make, like, a, a kind of softened version of my playlist for a co-worker <laughs> of mine, because, like, I listen to stuff like Anel Nathrock and Infinite yeah. Later and yeah. Decapitation and Whitechapel and, you know, Job for a Cowboy, and so a lot of it is just like, oh my god, but, like, Suicide Silence, um before Mitch Lecker died, it was like, it's okay. So like Otep is like my number one. I Mm -hmm. love Otep. I worship everything she does. Like she got me through so much, uh, just sadness and everything and anger. And, um, and then I found suicide silence and I was just like, Oh my God, like Mitch Lecker. It was just like, I could feel everything. And, then he passed away and it was just like fuck it but i still like i still listen to those three albums that he released as mm-hmm. a sugar. i mean eddie is great but that when he did doris and he sounded like chino from deftones it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and so i'm like <laughs> but you know like it's it, it, when you get loyal to a singer it's kind of like uh anthony from Three Days Grace, you know, he leaves Three Days Grace, starts Sanasonia, and you're like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the same. Yeah. But I still listen to Sanasonia, but it's still just not the fucking same. <laughs> well, sometimes there's just that perfect mix of, um, you know, that vocalist and that band, and uh, one of mm-hmm. my one of my favorite, all-time favorite bands that's non-metal is a band called Marillion. They're like um, progressive rock, but he started like 
they had a, a singer for the first four albums and that's when they kind of got the biggest they were and then he left sure and they continued and he continued and i love the stuff that they've done separately but it wasn't the same the as and yeah. from that you know and i love i absolutely love the stuff they've both done and like in, in some ways yeah. i'm like oh great i got two different bands now for the price of one you know <laughs> i know but it still there's that little spark of magic that happened in the, those first four albums when it was you know his voice mm-hmm. and his lyrical writing and the musicians abilities and, and their music writing and so um it's the same thing my my all-time favorite band is iron maiden and uh oh it's the same God, thing yes Oh my you God. know, it's just uh, Iron Man's <laughs> just my band. I was wondering if that was the shirt you were wearing the other day. Yeah, I, I, Iron Maiden shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a couple of them, and I, and I often wear them on the stream. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. Yeah, like like uh, they've had three singers, and obviously Bruce Dickinson's mm-hmm. the guy. And the yeah. stuff, but I love the other stuff too. But it's just, and I you know, this and uh, no, it's just it doesn't have the that OG little shit. spark exactly. <laughs> So, uh, um, have you ever seen that video? Uh, it's uh, when metalheads meet each other, and there's like these two dudes, and they're like at a grocery store, and like one guy has a napalm death shirt. I fucking <laughs> love napalm death. And the other guy, I can't remember what I think it's Cannibal Corpse. Speaking of which, I fucking love Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> I got to see them in um, Alliance, Nebraska. (laughs) I was so excited because um, Alex, the new lead singer, um, he has that horde tattoo from World of Warcraft, while I also have a World of Warcraft tattoo. (laughs) I have two of them. (laughs) He um, saw my priest tattoo and he gave me the horns. I was like, yes. (laughs) I get that. My when I wear my maiden T-shirts out, that's when I get the most comments. Like even from people who don't look like metalheads, will be like great T-shirt, mm-hmm. you know. Like constantly, like I get at least one comment like every time I go out with with one of my maiden T-shirts, and uh, yeah, it's great to get you know. And we went out for dinner last night before we went to the Clutch show, and <clears throat> and we were in this. Uh, there's a, a place in Montreal called Le Central, and it's like uh, all these high-end restaurants or higher-end restaurants that have opened mm-hmm. like little uh eating counters in this one big place uh so there's just these long tables and then you can go to wherever you want like all these it's kind of like a food court but it's all these like really kind of it's not burger king and stuff like that it's like it's like fancy stuff yeah not not super fancy but kind of like middle of the road like you know sure. like uh, a, a little bit better than than the usual food court stuff anyways and yeah. it's right next to the venue where we were. And I told my ear, I'm like, awesome. it's, easy, it's easy to spot the Clutch fans. They all look like me. You know, it's all <laughs> yeah. dudes with beards and ball caps on. And, you know, like you can yep. spot oh, them yeah. like, all the way. And you I'm can like, spot an old ass metalhead from my yeah. way, man. And I'm like, there's a comfort in that. Like, there's a comfort in looking around. And even when we were at the show, and it was interesting because there was, like, I went to uh, see Ghost uh last oh, year oh i love ghosts ghost yes. is fantastic but ghost is crossed over oh my god yeah so and good. you go and see them and half the audience is people you'd see at the maiden show and the other half are people who would go see like whatever you know whatever is popular yeah. you know yeah. and, like it's such a weird crowd it's really like uh what the fuck what and when i went to see them it was mastodon opening for them i'm like some of those people didn't fucking dig mastodon you know i fucking love mastodon dude you know what i love too is that he kind of sounds like ozzy a little bit but like Uh, you actually can understand what he's saying (laughs) and there's a comfort in that in seeing people 
that you know embrace the same things you do and yeah that's the best part about that too is like when i went to otep i got to see them in denver for 420 and of course like i was just in heaven (laughs) because i see um dollskin and i got to see september morning and lacey sturm when she was she after she left flyleaf which i actually got to see her while she was in flyleaf too but um, like Vegas, I was at a concert every day, so I could literally fucking, oh my god, it was crazy. Um, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> we're at the Marquee Theater in Denver, and you could just see, like, everyone walking in with all their different metal shirts and everything, and it was so funny. My hair, I literally just cut off, like, 16 inches off of my hair, but at the concert, my hair was, like, all the way down in my butt. And the the lead singer from September Morning came out and she just like rubs the back of my hair. She goes, oh my gosh, your hair is so beautiful. I was like, oh, and I just had chills just go down my spine. I was like, thank you. And then she like turns around and looks at my face. She goes, oh my God, I love your shirt. I had my favorite Cannibal Corpse shirt on. Mm. And it kind of reminds me like at the very end of like Dr. Sleep. I don't know if you read that. Uh, the sequel to The Shining. No, no, I have not. Okay, so if you do get the chance, either watch the movie or read the book or whatever. The book's better, I'm just saying. There is mm-hmm. always better. But um, if you don't have a whole lot of time on your hands, definitely watch the movie because uh, at the very end is kind of what reminds me of my shirt. And so she's like, oh my god, I love your shirt. I was like, hey, thanks. <laughs> you know, she's all in cosplay because when she's up on stage, she's like all cosplayed out. She has this beautiful white wig that she wears, and she has her face all painted. And she has this really hot fucking like um, corset outfit um, and everything. And um, she has her reapers that are all cosplayed out and everything. And oh my gosh, it was such a great mm-hmm. show. But I got to catch one of her black roses that she throws out into the crowd, and I was oh, like, yeah. excited. I still have it. I put it in like this, like uh, uh, fake flower thing that I put together. It has like, like a whole bunch of like Halloween stuff and everything in it. It's so awesome. I'm excited. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's the same thing I think with TTRPGs too, right? When you're hanging out with a bunch of nerds, you know. Yeah. You would like the same shit you do. (laughs) Yeah, you can just nerd out about something. Like it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's like it's it's a lot of comfort. It's a lot of, uh, you know. I guess that's why we we seek out those, those niches and and those peoples and those places. Mm -hmm. It just makes it. And to get back to what you were saying about it earlier about the um, you know the the whole pain aspect of it, I think that I I always go back. I don't know if you know the film Princess Bride. Oh yes film oh, ever yes. made grew up on that there you go. and for me it's that line that um wesley says you know life is pain highness anyone who says different is selling something and i, I think that a big yep. part of life is, is that is learning to manage the pain that life brings you because while there are highs and there are great moments there's also a lot of shit right and um finding ways to deal with that that are safe for you and safe for other people i think is kind of key to because you can't just not feel the pain. You can't just not deal with the shit, right? It's there. There's no way yeah. to deal with it, to not deal with Absolutely. it. So finding a way to do it to do it that's safe for you and that's safe for other people, I think, is really the key to a happy life in many ways. And whether that's uh, getting tattoos instead of, you know, hurting yourself or, yeah. you know, uh, even if you, anything that you do to, to sort of 
do that that like i said that's safe for you and safe for the people i think you can't uh it's not stupid and it's not you know i think it's just what you're supposed to do to to manage and you know kind of get by because man it's, it's just so much shit you know and you can't let it get I to agree. you too too much you have to find ways to to get that out and so you know if mm -hmm. that's how if that's what worked for you and if that's what works for people then you know do it the safe way not the, that's not, it not the horrible way and if yeah. you are feeling that way go find help talk to Absolutely. somebody yeah. so you know we all have our little yeah <laughs> it's hard when you have when you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to like especially like after i lost my brother like it was like i felt like no one really wanted to talk to me after a while because i felt so much pain and it, then it was just kind of like okay well i guess i'll just deal with it However yeah because you, you don't want to be a you hate feeling like you're a burden to everybody else right Mm -hmm, exactly, like I'll tell yeah. people sometimes like I uh, know I'm not coming out because you know I'm feeling kind of down or I'm feeling kind of out and I don't want to go there and just be the fucking because my, my name <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah my name is bleak season right and there's a reason for that like <laughs> I <laughs> I see things very very sort of bleakly and uh, I'm very weird in that like one of my tattoos is a sun and a moon together and that's because that's kind of my two sides of my personalities where I can yeah. be really kind of turned on. Like when I'm GMing, I'm really kind of turned on and animated and I make jokes and I'm kind of... Yeah. But then I pay for that by having to kind of be really turned inwards and kind of, you know, um, yep. being solitary. Same. And as a <laughs> teacher, it's the same thing. Like it takes a lot of energy for me to go in front of a class of 40 students and carry them along for two hours or four hours if I have two classes in the same day. It's sure. super draining. So when I get mm -hmm. home, I need to kind of, you know, and GMing is the same thing, especially GMing on stream. You have to be on. You have oh, to. Oh yeah, you got to be on. Yep. So I need to pay for that later by, you know, doing Taking something. Taking that for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> or just being alone, or just listening to music, just doing something, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's managing that. And so sometimes I'll be like, no, I'm not coming out tonight, guys, because you know I just gave everything I had to give today, and there's just no way that I'm going to come out and. And be fun, and you don't want to do that to other people. People want to just, you yeah, know. exactly. We, I went out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Went out for dinner with uh, two of my oldest friends at this point, and we don't see each other as often because one guy works all over the place. He's always off. Uh, he's a he films a, a fishing TV show, and he's always off fucking shooting film everywhere around the world. And my other buddy's cool. got yeah, my other buddy's got uh, two kids and. Um, his wife uh, has a super demanding job as a head of a uh, the COVID unit and whatnot at the hospital where she lives. And so he, we don't hang out as much as we used to. And so we made a point of going out to hang out the other day. And we went for dinner and I came back and my girlfriend was like, so how was it? I'm like, it was fucking depressing. Like, we're all depressed. We're all like, just <laughs> depressed at the state of the world and depressed at how much things mm -hmm. cost. And I'm like, it was really like just down like it, it was nice to be with friends and commiserating but we literally just spending time talking about how much everything was shit you know and i'm like yeah and we're all people who you know who are comfortable we all have good jobs we all have kind of comfortable livings we all have hobbies and get to do stuff but like you just look at sort of what's going on and so you know sometimes you gotta do it's like no i'm gonna stay home tonight because if i go out you know i'm gonna be that guy and i don't want to be that guy I feel that so hard. Yeah, especially you I know. get invited all the time out to places here, and I don't like. I don't 
never really had this many friends in my whole life. Like, it's kind of funny. I joke with my fiance all the time. I'm like, you know, I, I was walking through work the other day and like I had all these people that were like waving at me and like giving me little flirty eye waves and stuff because like we all just like flirt with each other. It doesn't even matter. Like girls, guys, we we all flirt with each other. The guys flirt with the guys. The girls flirt with the girls. It's it's fine. We're fine. It's how we talk to each other. It's how we talk. It's our language. <laughs> and I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, I've never had this many friends in my entire life. <laughs> it is so weird. But like, we don't hang out outside of work mm-hmm. or anything because like our job is very physical. Like, mm-hmm. I went from a size 18 and now I'm a size six. Wow. Like, it within the first year and a half. And so it's just like, what? it's very very physical so by the time we get home we have like those two days off we're all like sleeping i don't know how half these people like i see some of them like are oh we did this this weekend and they're all like at the beach or something like how do you are, guys are they 20 <laughs> are they 25 <laughs> yeah pretty much i'm like how do you guys have the energy for this i'm old <laughs> yeah i i remember that time too there was a time where that that was normal you know and uh, now I'm like, uh, if I know I'm going out one night, I got a plan, you know, I got a couple yep. days before I got to get some rest in and you got to make sure you don't have anything too important a couple of days after. And, yep. you know, exactly. got to take at least a three hour nap before. Exactly. And you're still young. Imagine when you're my age, you're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm 90, so it's fine. Yeah. I think internally I'm about 90 just because like you've lived, you've I, lived I, a few I, lives already. Yeah, a few. <laughs> a few. Well, one of the things that I like about the streaming is just that, is that, you know, you're home. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to come back from anywhere. You can just sort of, you know, log on, do it. And while it does take some energy doing it, especially as the GM. Um, yeah. And then you shut it off and then you're done, right? You don't, you don't have to drive anywhere you don't have to go back home you don't have to hang out too much and you know like you, you just do it and and sort of move on and i'm, I'm really uh it's kind of <laughs> I, I i don't know i'm gonna do something here edit this all right so now that i've done that because uh, maybe you're gonna want to edit this but I, I was i don't know what i was talking about I, maybe it was the other night i'm like you know like when you're in your 20s you know having sex for two hours is a great thing but then you get to be to a certain point where you're like, 15 minutes is okay, you know? <laughs> yep, no, 100%. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm when you're, so there with you on uh, that one. That's it, you know? Like, when you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, yeah, man, you know, like, we, we had sex for two hours, that's right. Now I'm like, let's just, you know, let's just do it like, and then go to bed. But are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, your, your you idea of... Though? <laughs> Your your idea is what your idea of what's important or, or you know how how long something should take really changes after a while you know. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Like once you get that first one, you're fine. Let's do yeah. this. All right, we're good. <laughs> That's right. Before you're like, oh man, it's it was only an hour and a half. I really failed in you know my job, and now you're like, <laughs> it's like no, you're fine. <laughs> it's awesome. We went from lights out to fifty to to sleep in fifty minutes. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Saves on cleanup. <laughs> exactly. You know, you need less, less accoutrement, less, you know, less stuff, less toys, less everything, and it's just like in less and out. Is more. Is right. 
quality over quantity. That's totally what happened. And I, and I think that that's part of, that's, you know, you grow older, that's what you like. You're like, you know, this is good. I don't need all that. That That's just like, you know, fucking around. I just want to find out, you know. I don't want to fuck around. I just want to find out. Let's. This is this is the bleak PSA for the day. That's right. <laughs> so all of the young kids out there, That's less right. is more. <laughs> less is more. Focus, Keep it simple, stupid. And it's it sounds silly, but um, we used no, to do it really like. Is true though. <laughs> you know, my own game, my own D and D game. Uh, I, I not D and I don't actually play D and I kind of hate D and D, but um, yeah, I feel but, that my own game we used to play because we played every two Sundays so my own game is a group that I've been playing with for 13 years now and they're all friends of mine from wherever and we've been playing every two weeks steadily for like 13 years and yeah yeah that's very rare but we're all older folk right like there's a couple of people that are like late into their 50s and and the rest of us are all like uh you know late 40s and we used to play every two weeks and we would play from two in the afternoon to around ten at night, so about eight hours. Now, of course, in that time, we're at some point we're ordering food, we're chatting, but it was two to eight. And then when I started doing streams, and it was three hours, I was like, I'm actually getting more gaming done in three hours on stream than in eight hours. Yep. With the other group, and so when that campaign ended, and I took a little bit, I take about a month break between campaigns because I'm always the GM, so I always take about a month break between campaigns just to kind of you know recharge the batteries and. And when we came back for the other one, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, we can hang out, but if we're going to game, you guys get here at 2, we game till 3. And I start at 2. If you're late, you're fucking late. But I start at 2, we game till 5. Mm-hmm. That's 3 hours. And then if we want to hang out and get food and just chit-chat, then we can do that till whatever. But mm-hmm. we're just going to do our 3 hours of gaming. And literally, we get... I'm not going to go ahead and say we don't. we get more done, but we at least get as much done as we used to in that three hours and it's 100%. concentrated and people focus on it and we get it done and then if we feel like hanging out but now it also gives people options all right i gotta get home to feed the kids i gotta do this yep and it's sometimes we'll order like, pizza and I hang out block out this whole exactly Sunday. my entire day is you know shot now yeah, so it's I've, totally shot <laughs> yeah so i've totally like gone and i used to think oh yeah long ass can long ass games that's great but like no no like he you know a lot of that eight hours is just fucking around. Where is he? So let's get to the final part. And then if we want to hang out, we can. And so it's kind of the same thing yeah. where it's like, wow, oh, the fuck's got eight hours to give to this? Like, you know, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, but having that option is great. So, you know, yeah. there you go. TTRPGs and sex. Less is more. <clears throat> <laughs> That's going to be the title. Yeah, it's going to be the title. And it's the same with drinking. Like, you know. Yeah. It used to be like you go out, well, I'm going to have to have, you know, 10 beers or whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? A nice I glass of one. good whiskey, that that's what I need. Yeah. You know, it's going to like, taste good. I get wasted. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I'm fine with just like a sip. <laughs> you know, you have one, you're, you're drinking it for an hour, it tastes great, you know, you're good. And then you're not fucked up the next day, because I gotta tell you, like at a certain age, you you have like three beers. You wake up the next day, and it's kind of like you fucking got run over by the football team. Hundred um, percent. So you know, less is more. Yes. <laughs> That's the lesson for today, kids. Tune in Absolutely. next week. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So we have a few things that we can pitch for you. We've got the Superior Adventures Guild on Discord, 
and I can put that link in the show notes. Just send me the link to that. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you that link. Yeah, we got Guild uh, Spear. We're on we're on Twitch, we're on Discord, we're on Twitter, everywhere. Just type in Guild Spear. You can find us. And uh, yeah, we uh, we run a bunch of different shows. Uh, usually, we have our regular shows on Tuesday nights. Uh, Greg Greyhawk that uh, DM Dave runs, and then I play in. It's kind of a classic D and D romp. Um, so great. And on Thursdays, I do my thing, which has been a lot of my homebrew world of Shadesong, uh, which is fantasy game. And uh, it's been going on for a year, but I'm done. Like, I, I have to do something else because, like, I've, I've been basking in Shadesong for about a year now. So I'm going to do, um, after this next Shadesong one, I'm going to do Lord of the Rings for a little while. And then yeah. something else on Thursdays, I kind of like to mix it up. I love uh, free league games a lot. So I love Vasin and... Um, uh, the stuff that they're doing, Blade Runner and, and whatnot. So I kind of do slightly more different things. Dave does his Greyhawk thing, and we do that. Then on Thursdays, I do uh, more varied things. Yeah. Yep. I love and, being able to watch other people do like other things because, like, I do, you know, like Savage Worlds and mm-hmm. the other ones, and then it's kind of fun to watch other people do like the other games. So it's really cool. I love it. It's so yeah. Cool we we have great people playing too. Like, there's so many people that are a lot of fun that we have on our games. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh and man, that last fucking I missed the the, the Greyhawk one to Greyhawk because I got stuck at work, but oh my god, that one before it was so funny. I was cracking up so hard. <laughs> oh with the the the, the dick jokes. Is that oh, yeah. that one? The dick jokes the that was the that was the best running dick joke on the planet. <laughs> it, it killed us. Like we don't usually break down like that and uh but it, it just you know. It went a little bit off the rails there, but uh, I mean, awesome. we laughed. I laughed so hard, like, and uh, you know, we don't often get to laugh that hard. It's good once in a while to be stupid. It's you know? so good. If you get a chance, um, check out the Phony Express episodes of my Role Players podcast. There's um, an episode where legit, like, we cannot breathe. We are laughing so hard because <laughs> Adam does like this wisconsin version of boomhauer oh yeah and then justin who plays cutter <laughs> keeps falling into that accent and we're all just dying <laughs> it's so funny so if you get a chance go check that out i will it, it will get you laughing like i will go back and listen to it just to fucking brighten my day up <laughs> most times <laughs> And uh, and yeah, we'll definitely have you. Like, uh, there's there's more stuff coming, so we'll we'll work out something and we'll uh, we'll do something for sure uh, with oh, you yeah. Yeah, as a player, as Shit, a owner. Even right. if it's just like a little one shot with my haunted trailer park wars, I would love to have anybody who wants to play. So awesome! Anytime, it's uh, part of the the joys of this is all the different people and different games and the different things you can try. So you know. yeah, there's so many out there now too. It's so great to see. And it, it's- it's awesome. back to the same thing with with booze and sex. Variety is the spice of life. You gotta, you know, try little bits of everything, and because you never know what you're gonna like until you try it, you know. Exactly. So that is true. <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> the wisdom of ages. <laughs> oh man! Well, you guys know all where to find me, and uh, make sure you guys go check out my new audio show that we've just released. It's a secret society. You'll be able to check out the trailer underneath this episode. Uh, I released a bunch of trailers on this channel for people to hear, so make sure you go and check that out. Make sure you check out Bleak Season and uh, 
uh, go watch them stream and play some fun ass games because these these guys are very entertaining and uh, we make have sure you stay safe out there because god damn I'm so tired of the snow right now <laughs> yeah I'm lucky we it's all gone now it's super beautiful outside uh, that's why I was saying today I got a bunch of chores because it's time to go outside and, and fix the shit that got broken during the winter so yeah. that's gonna be my day but uh thanks Cass, for uh, for having me on this you're uh, a lot of fun i really enjoyed uh, speaking with you so um, absolutely i can't wait to do this again we're gonna have to do this again soon because i love talking to you absolutely awesome well you have a great day and blessed be yes bye bye